Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 65. Everything's hard in our mind, not in execution, not in the doing. Everything's hard in our mind, not in execution, not in the doing, right? So, you know, a few things to think of, like, is it really hard or is it hard because you haven't started? Or maybe is it really hard be, um, or is it hard because you haven't consistently showed up for it? Are you procrastinating? Are you unsure, right? That's a big one. Are you unsure? Well, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Do it and then you'll find out if it's what you want to do, which is going to bring me uh, to uh, a couple of solutions that I, I want to help you get out of your mind and more into execution. And by the way, you are not alone. You are not alone in this at all. Um, you know, I was uh, I was interviewed on a podcast uh, that isn't out yet. It's, it's launching soon. It was last Friday. And, um, you know, I was asked about being, you know, calm and Zen and, and all these things and, um, you know, whether or not I get frustrated or, or all these things. And the answer is yes. You know, I have my moments. We all have our moments. Um, we're evolutionary beings, souls having experiences on this earth and constantly learning about how, uh, who we are, what we want, what's, what's internally inside of us uh, that's part of our purpose and our drive. And unless I am in constant self-discovery mode, then I would never know um, what is or isn't right for me, right? So executing or jumping into the things that you want to do, I think there's a few things we should probably look at. So let's, let's start there. What's the root cause for not executing right now, right? And so is it you don't wanna be seen trying something new? Uh, is it you're not sure if this is the full direction you wanna go yet? I think that's a big one for a lot of people, right? Uh, is it you're overwhelmed by outside events or things going on? Or maybe you're overwhelmed by doing too many things and you need to narrow it down, right? I think all can apply. And by the way, there's probably a ton more, but you want to fundamentally ask yourself, what's the root cause for not executing something right now? And write it down. Oh, I'm experiencing this. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. Why is it important to write it down? Because you are now actively dealing with it, <laughs> basically, you know, but um, I find that is it, it is you're not sure if this is the full direction you want to go yet. You know, our life is this beautiful journey and the journey is encapsulated by like a puzzle. We're constantly putting these pieces together and this is going to break down into a couple of other points as a solution I'm going to come up to here in a minute, but meaning that um, the direction we can't have direction without doing. We have to be in some form of a direction because we need a signal. And I've talked about this before on podcasts. We need a signal. We need to know, does this feel right or does this feel wrong? So you actually want to be in an activity or doing something, even if you are unsure. In fact, that'll get you sure very quickly, right? When the thinking mind takes over, um, and we overthink, we analyze everything, we make stories up in our head, whatever it might be. 
we are it, we're stalling the answers. So there's the irony, right? Because we're always like, well, I want the answers. Well, you're stalling them. When we do, we are getting inputs, which I've talked about this before. We're getting inputs and we say, oh, that feels right. Or, oh, that doesn't feel right. And so now think of yourself the way like Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo, you know, when they were chipping away at a sculpture or painting the Sistine Chapel, you know, you're, you're constantly the art that's being chiseled. You're constantly like, oh, you know, this didn't turn out exactly like that, but I can probably use these pieces, but let me get rid of this over here, right? We gain direction by doing because it gives us direction on what to do next. And, you know, yes, it is overwhelming outside events or doing too many things. So again, I always revert back to journaling. So it's like, okay, um, one, where am I getting held up on outside of events and can I turn the channels off? Two, am I overwhelmed by doing too many things, which can easily happen? Some people might be listening and say, I have nothing to do. I don't know what to do. Then action is your very first step. You need to do something, anything, anything. You could literally be like, jump into artwork and be like, wow, this isn't anything I want at all. No, but it's going to stimulate you in some way. And then you're like, all right, now let me try a hike. Now let me try this. Like that, you want to almost say yes to everything. I know this is very counterintuitive to me talking about the no, but you almost want to say yes to everything that you can in order to figure out where the no's are and where the, you know, definite yeses are. So discernment comes from initially saying yes, and then eventually you'll be able to know exactly what you want to say no to. Now, if you're overwhelmed from doing too many things, you have to ask yourself what you need to prioritize. What is more immediate? What can you save for a little bit later? But at least now you have activities for now and activities for later. And by the way, they all, I'm a big proponent of, I write them all down. um, And how are they in relation to an ideal life? I don't wanna do everything to do it. I wanna do everything that is in alignment for what I imagine a life for myself. So you, you have to imagine an ideal life. And so that's going to lead us into a second thing, which is what do you want? An ideal life. What do you, would, what do you want and don't want? You need to figure out those two things. What do you want? What do you not want? When you ask most people, what do you want? They're either going to give the obvious societal answers. Oh, a lot of money, uh, travel, cars, houses, you know, all this other stuff. And you're like, wow, so you really haven't thought about it yet, huh? You know, by the way, nothing wrong with wanting, with, with desiring and wanting things of an external world. But they should be a byproduct of the life you are creating, not owning your life and you feel like you're always working for those things, right? Those are two very different Mode, modes of operation. So um, figuring out what an ideal life for you is, what would you like to spend time doing? How would you like to spend your time living? What are things that just don't seem to resonate with you? What are some things that do? What are some, uh, where are some places that you seem to be more creative or outgoing where you need to be or at peace 
What are some things that you do on your daily that um, are pulling you away from your creativity and your peace? You know, when I did that clarity workshop, the uh, reverse engineer your life workshop, um, the again in the show notes because everybody always <laughs> a lot of people always ask me like where where can they find it? Um, you'll find it in the show notes of this podcast episode. Um, the ideal life was so important because it's having you just tap into um, your needs and wants as to how you would run a day, you know. But figuring out what you do and don't want comes from the execution, not from only thinking about it. So even though that was great in the Clarity Workshop, I also find that, you know, you're going to have to just step out into activities and be like, oh, you know what? This feels good. Oh, you know what? This doesn't feel good. So, you know, small examples, right? I love health and wellness, but I find that... um, you know, at least in this current season, there are certain types of exercise I love doing. I have found that there are other things that I don't, you know, and quite frankly, for the longest time, I didn't like running. And in some ways, I still don't. But now um, I'm starting to do some sprinting here and there a little bit um, because my legs are stronger from the previous years of working out and uh, as are my knees and i'm also learning a lot more about my body and so now suddenly that's a new activity that i might not have wanted to do previously so i'm welcoming it back in but it was only it but i was only approaching activities from previous seasons and so you have to allow that ability for for maybe old ones to come back in that you never thought you would like or for new ones to take place but it's only because i've been doing I started down a journey of my health and wellness and my body over the last three, four years, right? So um, being in action will give you direction. And that's what you're looking for is to not be stagnant. And then you just use the information as a guide, okay? So that then brings to the third point, micro habits and daily activities. I was reading in James Clear's Atomic Habits, and this is a perfect example. And I, I don't remember if I brought this up on the podcast again, but you know, good things are worth bringing up more than once. Um, in Atomic Habits by James Clear, he was talking about, and I'm pretty sure it was that book, he was talking about a gentleman who didn't want to go to the gym ever. And so um, the idea that was posed to him as, how about this? How about you drive to the gym every day at a certain time and you stay for five minutes only and then leave? And he was like, that's it, five minutes only? He goes, yeah, every day you go to the gym for five minutes and then you leave. And so um, the gentleman did it and you know he did it for about two or three weeks where he would go to the gym and he would only stay for five minutes and then he would leave. Now what was happening was the pressure was taken off and it was more about shaping the activity of the doing, right? Getting in the car, getting to the gym, doing five minutes of any kind of exercise, and then leaving. But what happened, what he notices over three weeks, it now started to become a habit. And it turned into, well, I'm already here. Why don't I do a little bit more? This is what I like to call micro habits or micro daily activities. So if you have an idea of some things that you want to do, can you do five minutes of it today and only five minutes? And then tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and the next day. You are building up the habit and the activity without the overwhelm of how much you think it has to be. And that's a really big deal. 
It works for me. Listen, I love writing and I can go hours and hours of writing. But when I, you know, come off routine, I sometimes have to build, I have to go back into the gym of writing, right? I have to, you know, okay, uh, this morning I'm going to spend uh, 15 to 30 minutes and do that for a few days. And I'm like, ah, it's back. And then I can like run my marathon again. It's no different than like if you stopped working out for like a month, you would feel it. And then when you have to go back into the gym, you have to kind of, you know, start a couple notches down, right? That it's So your goal is either you you're always coming back to a baseline habit of how many minutes can I contribute to the thing that I want to do or love to do? Um, and I say want or love because want, it could be something new or love because you could have been doing it and maybe you need, need to get back into it more. How do you get back to a baseline time that allows you to build on the muscle again? The writing muscle, the painting muscle, the hiking muscle, the working out muscle, the, you know, um, the eating healthy muscle, the anything muscle, right? So breaking it down to smaller and saying, I'm just going to show up for five minutes today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And what does that do? Which brings me to my fourth point, which is repetition of the things that you do want so they can grow. The more you do it, the more you feel obligated to do it. And I'm going to give you a perfect example of um, this point and then tying a goal to the repetition of that activity. My podcast, this podcast that you listen to, this is my second podcast. This is episode 65, 65 episodes in about what, six months or something like that. Okay. Um, That's a lot. So repetition of the things that you do want so they can grow, the more you do it, the more you feel obligated to do it. Now, obligated in a healthy way. I want to share that real quick. Meaning, I started doing this and it's Tuesday and Thursday mornings. I will not miss a Tuesday, Thursday morning. Last week, um, I now here's the grace. I knew that I was going to be out of town. And so, and I knew I was going to come home Wednesday or Tuesday evening. And so therefore, I, I did an episode um, for, um, Wednesday and Thursday, right? I did an episode or did an episode for Thursday and Friday. I knew I was going to do two a week. That's always the goal. Two a week, two a week, two a week. Now bring that up about grace. And I'm, cause I'm going to pin that and come back. But the point is, is that I know every Tuesday and Thursday, you guys are going to get at least a new episode. And at least that's always my goal. Okay. Now from doing it every week for even a few months and loving doing it, it became something I felt obligated. When I say obligating, meaning like um, we have a relationship. You guys know that it's coming out. You're the community. I love sharing these things, especially since a lot of you guys share your uh, feedback with me or topics that you want me to discuss. And I, I feel good from doing it that if I don't do it, I feel almost kind of a sense of, oh, I'm uh, not nervous, but it feels like something's missing, right? So eventually it becomes the opposite. Eventually you feel like, oh, wow, I don't want to miss a day, right? We see this all the time. You see this with the gym. You see this with any habit. But um, something that I had heard is about, you know, tying a goal to the repetition of that activity. Um, So for example, I knew that I want 
um, I, this podcast is different than my bigger podcast, and this will eventually will become a bigger the bigger podcast because um, it has a different. It's a it's a personal podcast. It's something unique that I wanted uh, as a relationship between me and you, um, and so I knew that I would have specific goals along the way. Um, and the idea is first you figure out an activity, then you repeat it just to see it start growing without any kind of um, uh, attachment because you're just needing to build the habit. Then you can tie a goal if you want. I mean, you could do it from the very get-go, but this is what I did was start, repeat, now tie a goal to it so I can um, start measuring it for me how much more impact I can make the podcast have. And so I do track the numbers for me. I want to know how uh, I can get better and better and grow it more and more. And then I feel it's an obligation and it's in alignment with my purpose, right? So if you go back through all this stuff um, from execution, it's sort of like, well, what do I what do I know as an ideal life? Well, one of the things in my ideal life is podcasting. I love podcasting. It is communicating. It's creating community. It's um, personal development. It's making life and business easier. It's all these things uh, in relation, you know, ship to the the stuff that I focus on. But podcasting is a huge part of it. Okay, so that's part of my ideal life. Now let me do one thing at a time. Let me repeat it. Now let me tie a goal to it. And then something that I heard, which was interesting, was building your identity around your actions, goals, and daily activities. Because if I'm investing my energy and time into it, I'll also start to, you know, uh, I'll, it becomes less about worrying what's going to happen and more about knowing what is going to happen. I know. Because your confidence builds in the repetition of an activity and anything that you innately care about and want to measure for your progress and tie goals to it and is alignment with your purpose, you, you move out of wondering and into knowing. And what's also interesting is you start to see things you wouldn't have previously seen, right? Um, so for example, when you start the repetition and the growth from an activity and wanting to know more about it, Suddenly, like when I'm scrolling on Instagram or social media and I see things around health, nutrition, podcasting, uh, you know, whatever it might be that I'm most into right now, those things catch my eye that might not have previously, right? So that's why energy is so important because wherever your focus is, that's what you're going to see more of. This is nothing new. I'm not telling you anything new that probably thousands of other people have, have told you. But it's an interesting thing about why one action can lead to a signal, can lead to direction, can lead to clarity, which leads to repetition or vice versa. Direction leads to repetition, which leads to clarity, which leads to growth, which leads to a goal, which leads to your identity because of you putting more energy into something that means something to you and that you can essentially 
have as part of your ideal life or earn money from and make impact or any other number of things. I saw a post from uh, Dan Cohn. It was spot on. And I think I've referenced this before in my stories. Fill your brain in the afternoons with books, learning and socialization. Empty your brain before bed with journaling, planning and meditation. Use your brain in the morning with creation, output and focus. And that's pretty much my days. Fill your brain in the afternoons with books, learning, and socialization. Empty your brain before bed with journaling, planning, and meditation. Use your brain in the morning with creation, output, and focus. Now, I do a variation of that, but that's pretty much my flow. So I, I want you to consider that when we are not in movement, it's definitely hard in our mind because we're making up so many different variables. The fastest way to get out of your mind is into any kind of activity, anything, anything. Look, even when I'm stagnant, my own stuff behind the computer, I get up and go for a walk or I'll clean my house. Um, I inject myself into being present in an activity and that allows me to step away from thinking about the activity that I should be doing that I'm not doing. So everything's hard in our mind, not in execution. And the quicker you can narrow that gap from being in your mind and moving in right into the doing of something, um, the faster you'll receive any answer that you need. And don't expect it to be the perfect answer and don't expect it to be the answer that's like, you know, so clear. Sometimes you need lots of data and that's fine, but at least you're getting it from doing. That's all you're looking for is like, if I do this step right now, what will that tell me? Okay, that told me some stuff. I need to learn more. Let me do another step. Oh, okay, that's interesting. All that information combined is giving me a little bit more of a direction. Got it. All right, let me do another step. And friends, that's life. That's you journeying every single day um, and living presently in the moment of your journey versus constantly worrying about the future because you're too busy living in the present, building towards a future that at least you've thought about would be ideal for you. So I'm gonna leave you on that. I appreciate you guys as always. Please leave a five-star review on Apple uh, along with it, a written review, otherwise it won't reveal the stars. <laughs> it's very funny, Apple, that's what Apple does. Please also leave a five-star on Spotify. I so appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, and it just means a lot with the growth of the show. Every month we're actually growing more than the previous month. And it's been an incredible journey. And uh, I'm just, I'm so grateful. I love you guys. And until the next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.